Father, we pray that you would help us today to hear your voice. We pray that it would be good seed, that we would be a good soil, ready to hear and ready to receive. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Saturday evening's TV schedule from August through until May is fairly predictable. After the game shows and casualty, uh, whenever the news has finished, then the familiar theme tune begins and match of the day kicks off. I'm sure uh, you know how it works even if you don't uh, tune in avidly every Saturday night. Uh, Every Premier League football match play that day is featured but they don't show the whole game Uh, instead they show at the highlights and then they talk about uh, what they have seen this morning uh, we're getting the match of the day highlights from another day of Jesus teaching as we've already noticed with Mark he tells us where Jesus is he's by the lake And as we've also noticed with Mark, he focuses on the crowds that are gathering to hear and to see Jesus. This time the crowd is so large that Jesus has to get into a boat out on the lake while everyone is standing along the shore listening to what he says. You might find it useful to open the Bible in front of you, page 1005, to follow along. Because it's in verse 2 there on page 1005 that we see that we're getting at the match of the day type highlights. It says there, verse 2, he taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said. So Jesus taught many things, many parables that day. But Mark is picking out one memorable parable to present here in his gospel. And it certainly is a memorable parable. I'm sure that as you heard it being read, you thought to yourself, here we go. The parable of the sower. We know what that's all about. We've heard it all before. But don't switch off just yet. Don't start organising your week or, you know, compiling your shopping list or, I don't know, counting how many panels there are on that window in front of you or this window here if you're in the side aisle or seeing how many sweets you can eat before the sermon finishes. Um, I see the sweets being passed around, don't worry. (laughs) Because this parable is a story about you. You are here in this Bible story. Now I'm not sure if Premier League stars tune in to Match of the Day to see uh, what's been said about them. But this story that Jesus tells today is about you. You are featured in it somewhere. And I wonder, can you find yourself 
in it. The story is well known. The farmer goes out to sow his seed, but don't think of a high, pre- high precision type of operation where each individual seed is guided into a purpose dug hole for maximum yield. No, the word that Jesus uses there in verse 4 is scattering the seed. As we thought about with the children a few moments ago, think of a bag of seed and the farmer scatters it as he walks along. And as Jesus tells this story, we see that the seed really does grow everywhere. Some of it lands on the path which Mary Poppins style feeds the birds. Some seed goes on rocky places with quick growth and quick weathering. Some seed falls among the thorns where it doesn't really get a chance to grow. And some seed falls on good soil, producing a bumper crop 30 or 60 or 100 times what was sown. And that's the story. To round it off, Jesus says there in verse 9 at the bottom of the page, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So did you hear what Jesus said? And if you did, what did he really say? You see, if you had been in the crowd that day, that's all that you would have heard of the story. Imagine you've never heard the explanation before. What would you take from that story? What was Jesus talking about that day? You see, it it sounds as if Jesus was just giving a lecture in agriculture, helping people to work out where they should sow their seed to get maximum output. Maybe he was dictating a column for the farming life and sowing techniques. Well, is that what Jesus wants us to hear? What Jesus wants us to take away? Or what is it really all about? Well, there's something more going on here. You see, verse 2, look back at it, it said that he taught them many things by parables. And a parable, as you have probably heard before, a parable is an earthly, everyday story with a heavenly kingdom meaning. But what is the meaning? And why does he bother speaking in parables? Why doesn't he just come out and tell us what he really means? Wouldn't it be much easier that way? Well, that's a good question. And it's the one that the disciples ask in verse verse 10. The crowds are away. It's just Jesus with the 12 and the others around him. And it says there, they asked him about the parables. They're confused as well. They don't really understand what he's saying. So actually we're in good company if we're not sure about this either. Verse 11. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, 
but never understanding. Otherwise, they might, they might turn and be forgiven. Jesus says that there are insiders and outsiders. The insiders are his disciples and they receive the secret of the kingdom of God. But those on the outside, they hear the parable, but they don't really understand what's being said. And Jesus is quoting there from Isaiah 6 in, uh, in verse 12 in our reading. He quotes from Isaiah 6, our first reading, uh, where the prophet Isaiah is sent out by God to preach, even though the people aren't going to listen to him. They're going to hear, but they're not really going to understand. And the same thing is happening here. The crowds are flocking to hear Jesus, but they don't really hear him. They don't really understand him. Now we are in a privileged position because we get to hear the inside story. We get to hear what the parable is all about and so we can find where we are in the story. But first, you see how there's a little bit of a rebuke for the disciples there in verse 12. Sorry, verse 13. Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Jesus is saying that this is the basic one, an easy one to grasp. So let's see what it's all about. Verse 14. The farmer sows the word. So in the parable, every time that you see the seed, what is being sown is the word, God's word. It's the same seed that falls on each different type of soil. So it's not that the seed is deficient in some way in some of the cases. Because it's the same. And God's word is scattered. It's, it's sown everywhere and anywhere. But that word falls in four different types of soil. Four different types of hearer. And every time the word is sown, there'll be these four different reactions. So which of these are you? First of all, some people are like seeds sown along the path with the birds. Verse 15, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. And that might be some of us here today. You hear what's said, you, you hear God's word, but before we stand to sing the next hymn, it's gone. You'll not think of it again. Satan has taken it away so that it doesn't even have a chance of growing in you. Other people, they're like the rocky places. They quickly respond to what they've heard. At verse 16, they receive it with joy. And you think, brilliant, they've got it. They're making quick progress in growing up as Christians. But in the rocky places, there are no roots. And so, verse 17, they only last a short time. 
quick response and quick falling away. But why do they fall away? It's because they're not rooted and able to keep going whenever trouble comes. Jesus says when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. You see, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And notice that it's trouble or persecution because of the word, because they belong to Jesus. Other people are like the thorny places. They've heard the word, they're starting to grow up, but other things are growing in the same place. And I'm not much of a gardener, but even I know you don't plant all the things right on top of each other because it'll not work. And so it doesn't work here. Uh, Verse, uh, where are we? Verse 19, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So are there other things that are preventing the word from growing and producing fruit in your life? Worries about different things. The deceitfulness of wealth. The desire for other things. These will stop God's word from growing in your life. Now so far the farmer's labour hasn't really seemed worth it. Has it? Three quarters of his seed has been sown. And he has nothing to show for it. And if you are involved in sowing the seed of God's word in whatever way. Perhaps you too can easily focus on the discouragements. The people who don't really seem to get it, no matter how many times you tell them. Or the people who started well and then fell away. Or the people who got choked up on everything else. It can be discouraging, it can be disappointing. To see people who, who seem to be so keen, so promising, and then they're gone. But don't give up just yet. You see, the last type of soil more than makes up for the rest. Alongside the path and the rocky soil and the thorny ground, there is also the good soil. The soil where the seed produces a bumper crop multiplying 30 or 60 or 100 times what was sown. It's all worth it. And the harvest will be gathered in. So why does Jesus tell this parable? And what does it mean for us? Well, I wonder, turn back a page, I wonder, did you notice how the parable started and ended? At the start of it there in verse 3 is that word, listen. 
And at the end of it, in verse 9, he says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus is calling us to listen, to hear what he's saying, for the word to take root in our hearts. The only way that God's word will take root in our hearts is by listening to Jesus, hearing his word and then responding to it. So listen carefully. And perhaps as you hear the parable and you identify yourself in the story as one of the soils, perhaps Jesus is maybe even challenging you to improve your soil. Are there rocks that need to be got rid of? Are there weeds and thorns that need to be cut away, uprooted, so that God's word will grow and flourish? But the focus is really on the sower. And we can find ourselves sowing the seed of God's word in a variety of ways, whether it's formal or informal. Maybe in, in church, maybe in preaching, maybe in Sunday school or some of the youth organisations uh, as you share something from the Bible. Maybe as you share a nugget from something you've read or something you've heard uh, with someone you meet. Maybe as you share a verse on Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever it might be. Maybe as you have family Bible times around the kitchen table. Maybe as you come along to a growth group. But Jesus is saying that when you do sow the word, you'll encounter all these differing responses. And you might be tempted to give up. To not bother sharing God's word. So you bring along a friend to church or to an evangelistic meeting. And you hear what the preacher is saying and you think, that's really good, you know. And your friend just doesn't really seem to get it. What do you do? Do you give up? Do you stop praying for them? No, Jesus says to keep going. To keep doing it. Because as you scatter, God's word will sometimes land on the path or the rocky ground or the thorny ground. But sometimes it will land on good soil. Soil that is ready for God's word. And the growth will be amazing. Far bigger than you could ever imagine. This will happen whenever we sow the seed. Because actually it happened when Jesus sowed the seed as well. Not everyone who heard Jesus teach responded with faith. Jesus explains why in this parable. So this is a word for sowers. Keep sowing wherever and whenever you can. And this is a word for everyone who hears God's word. Listen up. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that Jesus came to sow the word of your kingdom. We pray that you would help us to be good hearers. We pray that that seed which is sown today and every week would indeed spring up to eternal life. Father, we ask this for the glory of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.